You know, it's very important that you meditate with gentleness towards yourself whilst you're going through some of the storms that arise. Um, Non-judgmentalism is really, really key. We, you know, equanimity has no trace of judgment in it. It's much more akin to loving kindness. So, you know, if you ca- it comes to your mind that there are qualities in you that you start to recognize that you might not be that proud of, you know, it's really important to find a sense of loving kindness towards yourself. You know, none of us are as saintly as perhaps we'd like to be. And, you know, we get ourselves in a knot from time to time. And it is important that we understand there is always a cause for us getting into the muddle that we get ourselves into. Which is why it's really important to practice loving kindness in equal measure to the practice of vipassana. So that we don't see these qualities that we want to transform as something sort of woeful or ignoble or blameworthy or shameful. You know, we need to love ourselves, find a gentle loving kindness, loving regard and gentleness towards ourselves because that's what's going to prompt us to change and let go. You know, as I said, you can't, it's not an act of will, it's an act of surrender. So you, you need to keep reviewing the quality of your mind with which you are actually meditating. You know, our mind is actually only wholly positive. (laughs) When we are really seeing things as impermanent, suffering or no, i.e. seeing things as they are and with equanimity, or when we are delighting in an act of generosity, or when we are experiencing a feeling of loving kindness. So, <laughs> if you find that you've lost the quality of mind that would make it a wholesome quality whilst you are meditating, then you should stop and practice loving kindness. <coughs> hmm? Or just come back to that basic state of awareness, which of course is a you know, it's karma-freed, it's, there's no karma in it. Awareness itself. If you hit a wall, only bang your head against it for so long. Otherwise, before you know it, you're actually doing yourself more of a mischief than a benefit. Yeah? So, with that in mind, at the end of the day, you know, the path works two ways. There's the path by which we come to the deep understanding of the nature of love through wisdom, through the maturing of our insight. And there's a path by which our insight matures in stages through coming to a deep understanding of love. So we can practice both of these side by side. Our capacity to feel and experience love is one thing. Our capacity to actually recognize what love is and deepen our understanding of it so that the experience of it and expression of it deepens it requires the maturing of insight. Hmm? 
And the process of letting go, as I said, that, you know, it, if you are only pushed by your abhorrence at the idea of suffering, you won't free yourself from suffering. There is no aversion in the mind moment that surrenders and comes to a state of cessation. So all of our aversion has to be absent in the moment of our letting go. So it's kind of, you know, a loving surrender, if you like. Not like a, oh my God, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah? And sometimes, you know, when we feel really, really challenged to the point where we feel, I can't deal with this anymore, our only response that is going to elevate us is love. Love. To love it to death. Because you might not be able to make any sense of the predicament that you find yourself in. And trying to generate the insight that's going to make sense of it might just tie you in endless knots. But if you can just open your heart, accept and find love, forgiveness for yourself if it's necessary, forgiveness for others if it's necessary, that then becomes your way through to a place of acceptance. So love and insight need to mature in equal measures in the same way that our concentration, our serenity needs to mature. Hmm? You know, if we are aversion-rooted, and, you know, many of us are, then we tend by nature to pay more attention to the things we don't like than the things we do. I.e. we're more... Because aversion is the root of our mind, we're more interested in the things we don't like than we are interested in the things we like. Hmm. Similarly, if we're greed-rooted, we pay more attention to the things we crave than the things we actually have. So we often miss the mark in the way in which we find ourselves paying attention. So always make sure that you do your best to generate a positive, wholesome attitude in your mind. And the most wholesome attitude of all is one of kindness, of loving kindness and gentleness towards yourself and towards others. So settle back into your body. Recognize that it isn't always easy to just sit and be with yourself. That the charge that we carry within us is the result of how we found it difficult at times to be with the things that we have experienced. It's easy to come to some kind of judgment or criticism of ourselves when we feel ourselves in such a way. But the Buddha was very clear. You know, if he'd been through what you'd been through in the way that you went through it, he'd be feeling your suffering right now. So, if you have a tendency to be harsh on yourself, 
If you have a tendency to judge yourself as not good enough, to criticize yourself or think you should be better, try to let that go. Try to feel a loving regard for yourself and recognize your deep longing to just be happy. I've already explained to you the circumstances by which happiness arises. Happiness arises every moment that we can be completely with our experience. In the moment that you can completely accept yourself as you are, warts and all, with all your frailties and imperfections, in that moment, your criticism becomes a loving regard and compassion for yourself. And in that moment of acceptance, there is a tremendous relief. And even though you might still be suffering, there is a happiness in the knowledge that I can now just be with myself. So don't see your happiness as something that might arise many years or lifetimes from now down the road when you finally perfect yourself and become this realized being that you hope one day you might be. No. Happiness arises the very moment you choose to allow yourself and accept yourself to be what you are exactly as you are right now, without any judgment. Life isn't easy. We find it hard from time to time. We all do things that we later regret or don't do things that we wish we had. We must let that go. As long as you can enter into this moment, right now, with, a moment, with an attitude of total acceptance and openness and loving regard for yourself, then there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't continue to walk in a direction that is for your welfare and the welfare of others from this very moment, regardless of what may have gone on in the past. So make a reflection to yourself. If I have offended anyone, knowingly or unknowingly, harmed myself in any way, or others, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive and ask for forgiveness. I pray that no being shall suffer on my account, including myself. May I be happy and peaceful and free from suffering. Sukino wa kemi no hontu sabe satabawantu sukitata. May I be happy. I accept myself completely with all my 
frailties and imperfections. May I be happy and peaceful and free from suffering. Sukino wa kemi no hontu sabe bawantu sukitata. Your heart longs to be able to hold you in a state of loving acceptance. You can do it right now, not only at the point when you have satisfied yourself that you've done what you need to do, right now. Of yourself unconditionally, without either praise or blame. May I be happy and peaceful and free from suffering. Sukino wa kemi no hontu sabe sata bawantu sukita. Behind the arising and passing of whatever is going on within your body now, in the deepest part of your heart, let a feeling of loving regard, of loving kindness arise within you towards yourself and towards others. We are not different, we are all the same. In the deepest part of ourselves, we all long to be happy, to know peace, to come to understand and experience love. That all our confusion and the suffering we bring about for ourselves and others is only a reflection of our not knowing that and not knowing where to look or how to find it. So let go all judgment, all blame of yourself or others and extend a genuine feeling of loving kindness through your whole being and towards all beings everywhere. Sukino wa kemino hontu sabe sata bawantu sukitata. May all beings be happy and peaceful and free from suffering. May all beings be happy.